Greetings, friends. It is the weekend of Sunday, December the 19th. It is the fourth Sunday of Advent. Today, we light the candle of joy. And this morning, I'd like to meditate for a bit on the announcement of the angel to the shepherds in Bethlehem. So in the darkness of night, the the angel of the Lord suddenly appeared to some very unexpecting shepherds, and, and he scared the living daylights out of them, basically. I mean, that's what it says, and rather rather loose translation that they were terrified and and very understandably so because this was a sudden appearance of a supernatural figure and and I don't know what the angels look like scripture does not describe them uh, in any kind of detail or very carefully the best description we have of the appearance of angels says that they were like young men dressed in white garments those were the angels that appeared at the resurrection. Never once are they referred to as having wings. Um, Don't really know where that idea came from, unless it's maybe that some concept that angels are free to move about rapidly. Maybe that suggests flying to us. But, But the angel suddenly appeared out of the darkness of the night, and around him shone the radiance of glory, a a nimbus, as the glory of the Lord shone round about the shepherds. And as the authorized version puts it, they were sore afraid, Luke 2.10. So here, Luke chapter 2, 10 through 11, reading from the NIV. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. So the birth of God's long-awaited Redeemer was introduced to a darkened, very weary and exhausted world. History tells us that the time of our Lord's birth, of Jesus's birth, was indeed a time of weariness, very much a time of widespread despair among men and women and among the nations of the earth. The civilizations of that day had all played themselves out. This is how Matthew Arnold describes the world into which Jesus came. On that hard pagan world, disgust and secret loathing fell. Deep weariness and sated lust made human life a hell. It is striking that the human emotion that was first encountered by the angelic messenger was that of fear. People were afraid in that day. They were afraid of many things, as they are today, as we are today. There was Herod the Great on the throne. Herod was cruel and was able to accomplish his wrath on whoever was the object of his, of his unfortunate disfavor. He had personally put to death many, even in his own family, because of their standing against what he wanted to do. Also, there were the Romans with their legions marching up and down across the face of the earth, holding everything in severe bondage. Wars broke out, and the economy was incredibly uncertain. Disease. The people were afraid. And perhaps the most striking thing to us about this story is that we can very easily put ourselves back into that situation of fear. Because by far the dominant mood of the hour of today is fear. 
Some of us are afraid to go out of our homes. And so it amazes me that anyone should really think that we have made any progress in solving the basic problems of humanity in all these 2,000 years. It's tempting to almost laugh at the great progress we as human beings have made when we are still working on the same problems, the same exact problems that were worked on 2,000 years ago. The movies, the entertainment of our day are reflecting the uneasiness that's in people's hearts. Disaster movies, apocalyptic movies, all reflect the sense of impending doom that is deep in the hearts of people today. All the, the many wars that break out betray the, the increasing tension among all the superpowers of the earth as they more move toward what seems to be a certain conflict that, that no one knows what that outcome will yet be. We're told by economists of our day that we can all look forward to, to, to things getting perhaps worse before it gets better. Would that be unemployment or inflation or taxes and, 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 and maybe even an ultimate certain collapse? But the first word, despite all of this, of the angel to those shepherds in the field was fear not. Don't be afraid. And I don't think any greater news can come to us than that announcement. It came to them as the angel went on to say, because here's why you, you are not to be afraid, because a savior was born in Bethlehem, a deliverer. Because of the presence of a deliverer, we don't need to be afraid of anything. We frequently draw the parallel between the coming of Jesus as a baby in Bethlehem and the coming of Jesus into, into our human hearts. Some of our Christmas carols do this. The third verse of a little town of Bethlehem says, How silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given. So God imparts to human hearts the blessing of his heaven. No ear may hear his coming, but in this world of sin where meek souls will receive him still, the dear Christ enters in. You see, every Christmas season, we remind each other that it's, that it's not enough for Jesus to have been born in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago. What really counts is that Jesus is being born into the human heart, into our human condition. You see, our personal Bethlehem is when Jesus came to us and was born in our heart. And it is that remarkable parallel that is the good news of Christianity today, that Jesus can be born in us most as certainly as he was born in Bethlehem. So to us, the angel stands to make his welcome announcement. Fear not. Fear not, because unto you is born this day a Savior who is Christ the Lord. I learned that the words fear not appear in the Bible exactly, get this, 365 times. Ever wonder why? Ever wonder why we are not to fear? The reason, of course, is that Jesus, a Savior, has been presented, a deliverer, a rescuer, one who is 
adequate to free us from any threat and danger in any situation. And that's why the shepherds were told not to be afraid. It didn't make any difference what Herod or the Romans were going to do or would do or what the clever manipulative minds of men would try to set in motion. Because you see, there was a deliverer, a savior among them. A redeemer had come who would change the situation and use it for his own glory and bring them through it. Not avoid it. That's not good teaching. But bring them through it. So the announcement of the angel was, don't be afraid. And what the heart always feels when it is set free from from danger? Well, it's joy. Joy is the result And I think that this suggests to us what the presence of Jesus in our lives ought to bring us as believers, as followers of Christ. It is the absence of fear and the presence of joy. And that's what it's all about. And it's not intended to be a once for all experience. I know that many of us look back to to maybe a moment of a conversion are coming to Jesus as, as maybe a great moment of joy. We had a sense of deliverance, a sense of freedom, a sense of release, but this is intended to be an ongoing process. You see, we don't face dangerous and frightening situations just once or twice in a lifetime. We face them every day, 365 days out of the year. And that is why, friends, the scripture tells us every day to don't be afraid what are we angry about? Because underneath, underneath anger is really fear. It's really fear. Anytime something strikes terror in the heart or grips us with fear, anytime we're anxious, we're troubled, we're weary, anytime something seems to threaten us, our loved ones in a moment of danger, and for that moment, for that moment, we have a Savior, we have a Deliverer. So to the continuing Word of God to us, who have such a deliverer is, don't be afraid. That's why the chief mark of the believer ought to be the absence of fear and the presence of joy. The description of a Christian is one who is completely fearless, continually cheerful, and constantly in trouble. And how that fits This is not to be a once-for-all experience, but one that is continuous day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute. It is the presence of joy and the absence of fear that marks our genuine belief and proves that we really are what we claim to be. Paul said in Romans 14, chapter uh, verse 17, the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So that ought to be the mark of all of us who claim to be a follower of Christ. That same sense of being free, of being delivered, because the deliverer is present. And as we look at him, not as we seek for the feeling or look for the joy, but as we concentrate on Jesus, on the Savior, as we remind ourselves of who he is and what he came to do and what he can do, then we discover again that same amazing fulfillment of the angel's announcement. We don't need to be afraid. And that will break in on our hearts and faces a sense of continuing joy. 
Friedrich Nietzsche, the atheistic German philosopher, made this surely remark, this surly remark to some Christians one day. He said, if you want me to believe in your Redeemer, then you've got to look a lot more redeemed. That's true, isn't it? Our joy does not come through circumstances. We welcome happy circumstances. We, we thank the Lord for them. But if we could see what our lives would be like without Jesus for even one moment, we would then never cease to praise God for every single blessing that comes into our lives. It all comes from his loving, gracious hands. No matter what the trial may be, the promise of this verse is that we have a Savior, a Deliverer, especially designed to handle that problem. A Savior who is with us always, and if we remember that and look to Him, He'll take us through it. He does not promise to take the problem away. Sometimes that happens. But that's not what He promises. But He says and He promises that He will take us through it. He will strengthen us to face it, and he will give us courage and peace and joy in the midst of it. So the promise of the angel was, do not be afraid, for I bring you good news of great joy that will be all the people, not to to everyone automatically handed out, but to anyone. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. And this is what Christmas has to mean to us. And all the days of the year that that are going to lie ahead are are, are to be met by the fact that we have in our midst and in our hearts, if we have come to know him as a savior, a deliverer, a rescue, Jesus Christ, the Lord, all authority, A-L-L, no wiggle room has been given to him in heaven and on earth. And no event and no circumstance can come into our lives that will be more than he can handle, more than he can take us through. And it is that knowledge that gives the heart peace and puts joy on our countenance. Amen. And God bless. And Merry Christmas.